Thanks for joining us on the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Thomas. And we are in a series of called 15 Lessons After 15 Years of Marriage. And we are more than halfway done on uh, Lesson 8, which is Love Unconditionally. So we're talking about love, not just marriage, but love being unconditional. And love is the foundation that a marriage stands on. But the only way love can last a lifetime is if it's unconditional. Yeah, nobody's perfect. And when you marry someone, you marry all of them, not just the parts of them that you like. Um, and by making this commitment, you've agreed to love them unconditionally, which includes all of their flaws. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, this doesn't mean you have to like their flaws. Of course, you know, that that's how you learn to, to know if you like someone is you see... You know, I mean, I guess in a way it's kind of like a pros and cons list. You know, <laughs> you know their flaws before you get married to them and you decide to still marry them anyway. Um, but you agree to love them through all of those flaws. And the the flip side of this is if you expect them to love you the way you are, then you have to, uh, you can you cannot expect them to uh, change as a requirement for you to continue to love them um, just because you don't like something about them. Um, you're, you're not allowed to say, you know what, hey, I don't like this, so for me to keep loving you, you have to go change, especially when you knew that going into the marriage. Yeah, that's conditional love, yeah. not unconditional love. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, love is not determined by the one being loved but rather by the one choosing to love yeah exactly a good example of this might be have you ever worked for a job um that you know you feel like you work and work and work and work and work and mm -hmm. then it's never good enough for your boss yes. um and you know it that's why it cannot be determined by the one being loved because you can do all the work you can but you're probably always going to fall short in some area because you still have those flaws. And so, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but a lot of times a lot of positive work and positive um, good things that you do can be overshadowed by something, you know, one of your flaws. And, and that's why you can't be the one to determine someone loving you. You can never do enough to earn that in reality. They have to choose that. Yeah, I, I really think... Love is a choice, and I think people, when they get married, they forget that because they feel like they fell in love with each other. But honestly, you don't just fall in love. <laughs> you have to choose to love that person. I actually heard someone say, like, you choose to get dressed. You don't just fall into your closet <laughs> and then come out clothed, you know? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny of, like, yeah. you have to choose to love and, and put it on <laughs> and choose to love the person. Right. Um, so, like, but what is love? What is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, what is love? <laughs> but basically, what is un unconditional love? You know, I think we can... I don't have a song for that one. Oh, goodness. I, I, think, I think you can love a lot of things um, and people, but unconditional love is probably a lot harder to explain when it's it's for a person not just a thing right. an item um that you could buy or or something and so 
You know, in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13 is is the chapter about love. If you want to know what love is, and don't sing it again. <laughs> if you want to lo- know what is love, um, check out 1 Corinthians 13. But today, as our takeaways, we're going to just focus on one of the verses um, in 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4, which it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. So there's three takeaways of how to demonstrate unconditional love so the first one being love is patient um you know i would say no one is naturally patient like i'm not <laughs> are you i, I don't I'm, you're very I th- patient actually. i think i'm pretty patient but no one's i think no one's naturally patient across all areas of their life you can you know see me with you and i'm pretty patient but see me in the car driving and oh, i'm yeah. not a patient person at all so so i mean yeah (laughs) i think you can say no one's patient across all areas of their life naturally now i could probably learn to become patient while i'm driving but i don't think i'm gonna do that (laughs) well that's like no one's naturally patient um let's just put that on the table but unconditional love is what actually inspires you to become a patient person so i'm really glad that you're patient with me (laughs) it's something i have to work on um but you know so it's like yeah i could i could pray to be more patient and then just kind of wait for the you know unexpected moment that's like (laughs) ah this is teaching me you know something goes wrong teaching me to be a, a patient person but um, so I, I don't know, it, it, we're trying to unpack what unconditional love means. If you're like, how, what does patience mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we'd say it would be probably showing grace and peace. Yeah. Would the, you agree? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. The grace side of that being that, um, patience is giving or showing grace over an extended period of time. So like you can have grace in one situation, you know, like, you know, this thing happened and, you know, it's all, it's all good. No big deal. Um, but when that thing keeps happening, going back to the beginning of this episode, when we talked about, uh, loving someone through their flaws, like that flaw, that character flaw, that personality flaw is going to stay most likely just throughout their life. That's just part of who they are. doesn't make them a bad person or anything, but um, showing continuously showing grace to that over time, I think is um, is is part of what patience is. Um, knowing that uh, nobody is perfect and everybody has times that they fail, um, showing that grace over and over again—that's where the grace part of patience comes in. Yeah, I think like when a mistake is made too from you know your spouse that you choose to give them more time than they deserve to either correct it or you know just show patience to them like like I literally dropped Thomas's iPad right before we hit record on this you know screen down on the desk I was like oh oh waiting for that freak out moment but I told you he's so patient but I think that's demonstrating love to me extended grace luckily the iPad was fine but that was you know a demonstration of you know you could say you're not a patient person but you can choose to show grace, which is acting in patience, which is then demonstrating unconditional love to your spouse. Well, I mean, you, you talk about the iPad, but it, there's there's a story that goes farther back from that. We had, you know, a long time ago, our boys were probably 
they were not walking age yet. Oh, yeah. We had and we just got twin babies. We had twins. We were walking through Target carrying them instead of using a stroller for some dumb reason. And um, we had just gotten new iPhones or something. And it was uh, back, way back when, you know, you couldn't just order them. You had to stand in line to get them. And there were no cases available when they first came out because Apple was keeping a secret. So we didn't have cases. So we're walking through Target carrying the babies and uh, I remember you dropped it. Bam, shattered. My like, phone, with, not the baby. Yeah, within like <laughs> days of getting it. And, you know, my response was exactly that. Well, I mean, at least you didn't drop the kid. So that's <laughs> that's good. So we can replace the phone. We can't replace the kid. And so, uh, you know, so I know, not saying that's a flaw. That's just like a history of Mis- things that yeah. has happened, happen. you know, and, and accidents happen. And so... You know, with those accidents, yes, uh, showing grace each time they happen, even if they're different. But, you know, with those character flaws, too, I mean, it's important um, to to show that grace over and over again. Yeah, I think that's even kind of coming out in the second one. It's peace, you know. Uh, the second part. The of second gr- part patience. of patience. Like patience is keeping the peace. Right. And so um, you can show, uh, you can extend grace, but to also keep the peace, I think something to consider is our tone of voice mm-hmm. and uh, our volume, you know, in our home. So how we're, you know, even if you were frustrated or like that, you know, natural instinct has I cringed, you know, how, how, what are you saying? What words are you choosing? <laughs> Those four letter words or are they like just <laughs> keep your mouth shut? Um, or your, your tone of voice. Um, I know we talk a lot. If you, if you have kids, you're demonstrating that, um, to them as well. So I think how we talk to each other and how we respond, not just showing grace, but how are we, you know, keeping the peace in our home and which demonstrates patience. Yeah. Yeah. And moving into number two, um, the second part of that verse, love is kind. Yeah. Love, love can be a noun, which is a feeling. Or it By the way, a noun is a person, place, or thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, or a feeling. Just I in guess. case, just in case you didn't know, like, a, well, a feeling is a thing. Yeah, like I love. Just, I just want to make sure if we're talking about, you know, nouns and verbs that we have the definition of the noun and the verb correct. So. Thank you. We're in that season of teaching our twin boys now. They're not in the baby stage. They're learning nouns and verbs. Yeah. And so, if love is a noun, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. If it's a verb, it's an action. And so I'd say kindness is love and action. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're kind, you're likable. When you're kind, people want to be around you. Um, and honestly, your spouse should see you as being good to them and being good for them, being kind, being good. Um, but we also know kindness is, you know, very generic and hard to define as well, just like patience is. And so um, our two ways of maybe demonstrating kindness is being helpful and taking initiative. Right. And so kind of combining those two things, it would basically just a practical way of looking at that, of being helpful and taking initiative would be figure out on your own something that can make your spouse's life easier and then go do it. Being helpful, finding something that on your own that you can do and going and doing it, taking initiative. You kind of have to have both of those things together. Um, and, uh, you know, being kind means that you're meeting needs uh, at in the moment um, and that you're thinking ahead and taking the first step. There's like two different parts. So, you know, you're seeing something that needs to be done. You 
take the first step and do it so you meet the needs in the moment or you know it could be like you know hey this this is coming up i'm going to help you in the future with this and so another way to kind of think through this is you can speak um <clears throat> you can speak kindness into your spouse's life by um uh, using their love language. So just a few practical ways, one for each love language, you know, this is super simple. Um, if they're, if their love language is physical touch, you can give them a massage. Um, if their, uh, love language is acts of service, you could do the grocery shopping for the next week so that they don't have to do it. Um, if it's, uh, words of affirmation, you can send them a nice text or write them a note. Um, if their love language is receiving gifts, you can buy them something. It doesn't have to be big, just something small that made you think of them so that they know they were in your thoughts that day. Um, and if it's quality time, you can just simply put your phone down and enjoy their presence and be with them and talk to them and be around them or do something with them, um, that's not distracted. Um, so, you know, Yes, you can, a, a lot of kindness centers around doing things for other people, but you can also use kindness in these other ways that apply to their love language. Yeah, that's good. And the third part of that verse is love does not envy. So, you know, if envy is jealousy, jealousy is one of the strongest drives known to humans. Um, but you don't usually get jealous of like disconnected strangers, you know, you don't know them, they have different things in you, but I don't think jealousy just like rises up in us in those situations. Um, so I think the ones that you get tempted to be jealous of are those that are like you're closer to. So maybe you work with them. They tend the same sporting events. They, they run in the same circles as you. Yeah. And I think, I think an easy way to kind of picture jealousy or envy is from a, a things perspective, just to kind of give an il a small illustration real quick. You see someone driving down the road with a Lamborghini, you're going to be like, oh, that's a cool car. Mm -hmm. You see your next door neighbor parking in their garage every single night and you see it, you know, you're driving behind it on your way to work every single day. That is when it can creep in. That's when it can get hard. You know that person a little more. You're around them a lot more frequently. You see it constantly then the desire can creep in. Yeah, that's a good example because then it's like more in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so if you're not careful, jealousy or envy can infect your marriage. That's a great word. And infect, I-N-F-E-C-T. There's affect, effect, but I'm saying infect. <laughs> yeah, like a disease. <laughs> yeah. So um, two ways that we think that, you know, love does not envy, that you have to be, careful of to demonstrate unconditional love to your spouse is one simply put envying someone else's spouse you know um you you might you might see somebody like you said uh like i said that you're you work with or you know another uh dad at your, your kids sporting events or, or just something that you just kind of like have this one picture of them um, maybe they're not with their spouse. So you're just seeing them as like this perfect person <laughs> and maybe back home, like your husband's struggling with some areas that then you start looking at this other or wife male. Yeah. Male or female. I'm just, since I'm the one speaking, I was <laughs> painting that picture. Um, you know, just someone else's spouse that, um, they're married, but you just kind of like see these good qualities and them, and it can start planting that thought into your head of like, well, would my life be better if I was with them, you know, or, right. or, you know, 
even the kids can merge together like it just is like this fun fantasy I think that some people kind of can go down the road go down that road and it can turn into like an emotional affair you might never act out on it as a physical affair but emotionally you can start dreaming or planting yourself like with this um you know, fairy tale <laughs> world and what you're doing, you're, you're envying someone else's spouse. Yeah. And if you get that feeling, it's definitely a sign that you need to work on your own marriage or at the very least, you know, may, maybe your marriage is doing okay, but maybe something's slipping a little bit and you just need to communicate something to your spouse that would help them make you feel loved. So if you don't communicate that to them, they're not going to know and be able to say, oh, well, I can, I can easily fulfill that for you. Um, or maybe that'll be work, but I can, I definitely want to fulfill that for you. I don't want you seeking that somewhere else. So, um, so t if you ever start getting that feeling, take that as a sign, there's something you need to do first. Yeah. And if there's something, if you're hearing that, you're like, I don't struggle with that. Well, the second idea that we we've see is also people envying someone else's marriage. So, you know, that could be, well, I have no desire to leave my spouse and go to that spouse over mm -hmm. there but you know i can see this couple and they look like they have it going on you know they right. their their social media pictures are perfect they're always on time they're never fighting like what in the world is wrong with my family and my marriage if you know they they have it going on and and that's something that's like you're actually envying someone else's marriage and you're trying to be like whatever relationship you think they have yeah yeah i mean it there's there's a difference between looking at other couples or marriages or, or people and using things that they do as role models in your life or in your marriage there's a difference between having role models and idolizing someone else yeah. um you know if if you see joe and Susie at a barbecue and uh, you start saying like, hey, they have good communication and it's it's a quality you want to work on in your marriage, that's totally fine. Now, keep in mind, sidebar here, that you're only seeing a small picture of, a piece of the picture of their marriage at that barbecue. You're seeing them for however long you see them in a setting that's not their normal setting, but you're getting this idea that you have, that they have good communication. Now, that is a piece of your marriage that's okay to say hey you know what i'd like to work on our communication and make it better that's totally fine that's using it as a role model to try and improve but saying i want our communication to be like joe and Susie's communication is idolizing them and that's trying to make their marriage your marriage mm -hmm. and that's not going to work because you're not them so you can't go that route. Um, so so make sure you're careful in walking that fine line because it can be a fine line sometimes of crossing over from role model into idolizing someone, and you don't want to get to that point of view because to to that point uh, because then that's where some real this infection can start to happen if you start idolizing a different marriage uh, or envying you know as as we've described it uh, another marriage. Um, rather than looking at it and saying, hey, you know what? That's a good quality. I think I'd like us to work on that quality in our relationship. So keep yeah. that in mind. Absolutely. We're always encouraging you to listen to our podcast either together, um, husband and wife, or you know, pass it on to your spouse so they can catch up where you are mm -hmm. so that you can then talk about this. So yeah. 
you know, you, you are in this um, marriage that is your spouse. So uh, don't envy other, <laughs> other people or other relationships. Um, choose to love your spouse unconditionally by being patient, um, by being kind. Um, and like I said, all the other things that are in <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah. But that's what we uh, brought to the table today. And, and next week, we'll even be talking more about um, kind of as an individual, yeah. uh, how you can keep loving your spouse, but it's going to be titled Be the Best Spouse. So yeah. we'll be looking inward at, at how you can grow in this personally. Yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, kind of from the standpoint of um, start uh, talking about starting with you to improve your marriage. Um, and so not, you know, th- this is a lot of love the other person through their flaws. But if you want your marriage to improve, you have to take that initiative and do the first step. And so, so that's where we're, we're coming from in next week's episode called Be the Best Spouse. So um, thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode. Um, as always, episodes release uh, every week on Mondays. And you can go find us on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. You can check out marriagepuzzle.com to uh, find blog posts that are releasing each month. And if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we'd love it if you'd give us a rating on our podcast and go back and check out episodes one and two to hear more about us and and learn a little bit more about our story. Um, And as always, uh, we look forward to having you join us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great day.